Welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. Life is full of twists and turns, and sometimes we get stuck or lost along the way. Our desire is to be a friend and resource to anyone who needs a little wisdom, advice, or encouragement on their journey. But most of all, we want you to know you're not alone. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, this is Eunice. Thank you for joining me today. Today I have my wonderful friend and counselor, and her name is Barbara Goff. And um, she is the counselor that I tend to go to on a normal basis. And if you're wondering why um, I don't see Tony and Stacy more regularly, it's because when that thing came up in my counseling session with them that I shared in my last video, um, at the time they were not doing online counseling in any way. And so I definitely needed to do more healing in the area of um, what I shared about that fear of being labeled a B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> and so I reached out to my old counselor, Barb, who I met in my 20s. Um, so Barb is a counselor. She has her master's in counseling, but she also just um, has really um, done a lot of prayer counseling. And so I reached out to her to see if she would do some online counseling for me because we still lived overseas at the time. So it wasn't, I, I didn't know who to reach out to, especially an English speaker. <laughs> and so I was really blessed that Barb um, and I reconnected. So how Barb and I met in my 20s was through a friend. And I'm not sure about some of you guys out there, but when I became a wife, I feel like it, it opened up one layer of sanctification in my life that the Lord was trying to do. Um, but then when I became a mother, it like opened up a whole new world of just realizing that there was a lot of healing I needed in my life. Um, I think that when I became a mom, just a lot of things were triggered, especially issues I had um, with my childhood and my parents. Now, as an Asian person, I have to say, I am in no way trying to dishonor my parents in sharing this, but I do think that um, there are things that we cannot get healed from unless we acknowledge that it was painful. And so, in comes Barb in my life because I realized when I became a mom that some of my childhood issues of just um, being a child of immigrant parents, my parents were so amazing in teaching me the ways of the Lord. My parents were also amazing in always providing the best that they could for us as they worked like so much, probably like 80 hours a week every week. Um, there were just things at home that just didn't get tended to. And so for me as a child, I had a very lonely childhood, to be honest. And so I think that that is something that came up a lot in my healing in my 20s. And so that's when I um, connected with Barb and she really helped me process through some of that, those feelings of abandonment that really played into my marriage in a big way as well. So um, Barb, that's kind of a big introduction, <laughs> but is there anything else you would like to add in, in introducing yourself? 
Um, well, uh, not really. I guess um, everybody understands that there is a purification process to be had. I think that's no news to us. But um, we're not very uh, well versed in how that's facilitated. I guess we know where our own personal pain is. We would love it to go away, but often maybe we're just uh, have to resort to Lord, you know, Lord take this or Lord help, you know, those those two two word prayers, you know, fix right. him, Lord, help him, Lord, you know, <laughs> fix us, Lord, you know, help mm -hmm. us, Lord, <clears throat> and we don't know how to facilitate uh, the transfer process but in fact you know god brings uh together um our spouses actually to be a blessing to us you mm -hmm. know a partner or to balance our balance our personalities you know um the two halves are better you know a better whole you know uh but um, we probably didn't realize uh what we were getting into as you said in your previous interview view um, that there also is a whole entire purification process when we made that covenant the covenant actually was with the lord mm. it wasn't you know i promise to be nice to you you promise to be nice to me right uh, I promise to say nice stuff and bring you tea and you're going to be nice and, and cuddle with me on the couch, right? You know, you're never going to raise your voice and make me scared or, or upset me. Um, that's kind of where we come in with, we want to do it well or do it better than our parents did it maybe, you know, mm -hmm. like you and me against the world, baby, you know. I see an awful lot of uh, couples hit the mission field that way, you know, okay, let's go do this thing. Let's make God proud. And then they find out that they're in so much personal pain with this purification process that they can almost kind of not be much good to God at all. God says, hey, I don't need you to be good. <laughs> you know, I just need you to be connected. Mm -hmm. So part of the purification process would be that um, he's going to, under this irrevocable contract with him, bring up some stuff <laughs> he's been waiting to he's been waiting to work on. Yeah. In fact, those unhealed, unministered, unresolved traumas, injustices, even like untruths or lies of the enemy. Um, are going to affect my willingness to connect, my ability to stay present, my ability to navigate these signals. And so the Lord under this contract, I promise I won't bail out Lord during my purification process. Mm -hmm. And it's ongoing, you know, it's ongoing. Um, and we've heard couples say, boy, oh boy, this is a lot of work. Well, what is a lot of work? A lot of work is owning my own stuff, I think. <laughs> and not like, uh, you know, attempting to like fix make, our spouse, <laughs> make, make the other person pay or, you know, straighten them up. You Lord, teach them the error of their way so that I don't, that, so that I don't have this distress. Um, often we come in from our, from our family foundation, um, and we're bringing a whole entire different database than, than the other person. Uh, 
I don't care. I've gone all the way around the world. Yeah. I've ministered for 22 years now. Uh-huh. I've sat between, you know, what we would call kings and priests, you know. I mean, the people who get on jumbotrons. Right. Or or the people who who had empires like mining industry or financial empires. I don't care when I sit down with them, their pain is all the same. Mm. I've ministered to prostitutes, um, addicts. Their pain is all the same. There's nothing different under the sun is what Solomon said. Therefore, I guess what we need is one quick answer. And that would be this relationship with the Lord. Mm. When we're bringing our database in, your family, um, and I'm pretty um, familiar with the Korean I'm kind of maybe my specialty is Asian culture for some reason. I don't know why the Lord <laughs> well, picked that except for worked with a lot of Asian <laughs> people. <laughs> but you've also mm. been to Africa too, so I feel like many times. And so I feel like, yeah, what you've seen around the world, it is interesting how really the Lord is our healer. We all have similar pain, even in our different cultures. Pain doesn't right. escape any culture. And initially, the ministry was exclusively Europe, um, you know, heavy Europe for about eight years or so. Mm -hmm. um, and it is even cross-culturally, uh, in other words, the enemy doesn't have any new weapons. He just keeps playing the same thing over and over. Right. Uh, if I use my, my foundation as different than yours, um, my parents thought they were doing they had in their mind they were doing the very best they could for me mm -hmm. um they were post-war so in their mind provision was everything right service acts of service were everything you know you help your neighbor farm you you help your neighbor you make sure that they you share your garden with them and things like that um, they weren't so great at quality time, though. Mm -hmm. So you were referencing um, this uh, wound that you carried into your marriage mm -hmm. of uh, neglect or blessings not given. <clears throat> mm -hmm. and, and we would call that if we look at Gary Smalley's love language, I, I actually mm -hmm. teach love languages. Gary Chapman. But yes. Oh. Isn't it Gary Chapman? <laughs> Gary Chapman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, his love languages, um, I teach that, but I teach it with a little bit different slant, mm -hmm. um, where if we don't understand that we all come in with a certain picture of what love is, um, we can be very rigid perhaps in what love looks like, you know, mm -hmm. um, husband is a little bit more of a, a protection and a provider um he's going to be saying we've got to save we've got to save but the woman who was used to getting gifts or um i have a, a friend who um whose father made a lot of money he was not available to him but they got to um take the train to chicago and spend as much as they want so this looks like love to them mm -hmm. Or, or the right. mink looks like love, or the Corvette looks like love, or the, or the tan looks like love to them. Um, 
And so provision um, would feel like they're not being loved when the mm -hmm. husband wants to save, 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 and, and they want to spend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved when you taught about that. Uh, so we had Barb at, when Chris was a pastor in New Jersey, we had Barb teach this at a conference for married couples. And it, I think it was pretty eye opening for most people. So I remember you saying there how you feel like, um, a lot of our love languages, in your opinion, come from either what we saw as kids given to us as love or what we lacked the most as children. So, for example, in my life, my primary love language is very much quality time. Like, here's the five love languages. Quality time's like way up here in the priority list of my life. And that's because, like I said, I had a pretty lonely childhood. So that was very eye-opening to me. But what I realized what was happening in our early years of marriage, because I didn't get healing in that area of needing quality time, I was basically suffocating Chris <laughs> in my need for quality time. Because like you said, I couldn't see like when he would give me acts of service or physical touch or words of affirmation or... Um, what's the other one receiving gifts like those like were so low on my list of receiving love until I got more healing that it was like it was like I'd be so too needy too clingy <laughs> in that area well, be so mm -hmm. because of our pain mm -hmm. um, our pain causes us to focus on the fear like mm -hmm. uh oh I'm not getting what I need. I'm not getting what I need. And um, our fear or the spirit of fear that the, that the Bible talks about very clearly, it narrows our view. It literally narrows our view. Now, this was actually quite valuable for survival when we had like saber-toothed tigers and, you know, um, poison Oh, the snakes. fear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The fear uh, will narrow our attention and we're very, very tuned in to uh, potential, you know, devastation. But in fact, fear doesn't work very well in marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we're afraid that we're not being loved well, or he doesn't love me or he doesn't care about me, you can hear who is on who is behind those statements and the spirit of fear is actually adding to the torment or to the unmet need. Mm. The twist that I put on uh, love languages is it's, it's nice to know that in my childhood, I was aware that we were cared for. Uh, provision was never a problem. Therefore, I don't doubt God. I know God's going to take care of me. Me and God, and I don't doubt household management. That never becomes a fear topic for me. I see. Okay. Um, where what would be more of a fear topic would be quality time. And poor Eunice, did you think that um, when you married Chris, you thought probably that you guys were going to be in ministry like that. But then when mommy's home with babies... Yeah. And the pastor, uh, uh -huh. the pastor has everybody's needs on his doorstep. Uh -huh. um, we didn't see that extreme unmet need coming. 
if we can develop a depth of relationship <laughs> with the Lord, then we allow the Lord to the healing balm to come into that wound area, that area of purification. Then my viewpoint widens out again. I no longer have this acute pain. I no longer have this fear driven focus and my attention can widen out again. Mm -hmm. And the Lord, I'm literally asking the Lord to give me eyes to see, you know, who my spouse is, how did God wire them? you know, what's special and how are they attempting to love me? So rather than demanding, you know, you must love me, you must connect with me and you must hold my hand and you know, uh, then we're widening it out and we're able to see, oh, he went and took my car and, and washed it and filled it up. And, and he even put the wax job on it because because I'm his his special sweetie pie and he wants me to have a nice comfortable car. That's acts of service, right? Uh-huh. And we can say, oh, he's an acts of service guy. Oh, he got up off the couch and he went and got the groceries from the car. As soon as he saw me hit the driveway, I didn't even have to ask or remind or lecture him, you know, that I've got a baby to carry. You know, when we start to see those things like, Oh, that's the, oh, he's loving me right now. Mm. Uh, words of affirmation, you know, oh, he noticed. Mm -hmm. um, honey, honey, the baby didn't sleep well last night. I know you're tired. You're like, wow, that's so affirming. You know, he sees, mm -hmm. he sees what's going on with me. So rather than um, reading the book as a couple together and highlighting all the areas that you wish your spouse could clue into and get a clue mm -hmm. and love you better, <laughs> uh, it's, it's refreshing to be able to say, I'm going to allow the Lord to minister into this area of my heart uh, that is so needy. Um, I'm going to allow the Lord to minister into um, where I got my, I'll keep it in female terms, where I got my princess status uh, as a child um, so that I can lay that down, that demand, that rigid expectation. Mm -hmm. um, for example, if um, my father was an angry man, so... I thought, if you love me, you'll never raise your voice. Mm. If you love me, you'll only say kind and compassionate words. And you'll never resort to like character attack or, uh, or dirty playground tactics, you know, like throwing around words like stupid or B-I-T-C-H mm. or something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, that's a very rigid expectation because... In truth, really, we all have to learn how to navigate our pain and how to not allow it to spill into the room. So, in fact, you may see some behavior that's not becoming. We could maybe call that sin, um, but sin just means miss the mark. You know, that was not that was not a productive conversation. That was a whoopsie. Can we decide to let it go? It was just a whoopsie. 
But if I require them to love me only this way and you better, or, or I'm going to remove my heart from you if you ever spill your pain in the room, if you ever use a loud voice or a harsh word, you know, I'm going to remove my heart from you. Can you hear the rigidity there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would prefer to take my pain, my fear this way. Just call that a whoopsie, you know, to speak the truth in love and to... By doing this, you mean... Or redo. You mean bring our pain to the Lord. Yeah. And work mm -hmm. it out with the Lord versus like trying yeah. to make our spouse responsible. Yeah. Is that, is that what you I mean? taught children's... Yeah, I taught children's a lot of years, so... Almost everything I do has a visual. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm requiring, if I'm requiring the human to fix it, I've got a real agenda. Mm -hmm. And if they, if they don't get with the program, darn it, you know, I'm gonna make them pay or mm -hmm. you know, browbeat or pull back from them. And that's when we're warring flesh and blood. But the word is very clear. This is not a flesh and blood issue. Mm -hmm. This is a kingdom of heaven is within issue. And we know the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. If we peg it on the humans, we'll never understand that we have an enemy and he's attempting to, or me, which is fine. That's never going to go away. But do I also have an advocate that also is extremely available to me any moment of any day closer than a brother? Mm -hmm. So when I work with uh, someone, I don't want them to need me. I'm trying to put myself out of business. In fact, I don't particularly want you to need your spouse. <laughs> Fix that. Don't make me feel these emotions you know make me feel fix this unloved thing in here you know it's a little too much agenda mm -hmm. i want you to need him and the perfect love shed abroad in my heart allows me to love without agenda yeah i think I'll, I'll tell you the enemy will um, remind us of our areas that need still need a little bit of healing <laughs> yeah, no, that's something I've appreciated about you because I feel like you have really helped me see like you can't fix the people around you until you get like you need to get healing in your heart and then you start seeing life in a different lens. And so I love that because I think a struggle that a lot of married people feel um, is like, oh, like I know a lot of wives who are like, for example, waiting for their husbands to go get counseling. But to me, I'm like, hey, like there's, you can't control your husband, but you can control like you, meaning not control, but you can get as much healing as you can in your own heart. And as you get healed, it will inevitably spill out into your family. So I think a lot of times married couples, we definitely wait for that moment. Like, when is my husband going to get this? I can point out everything, he, every area he needs to get counseling in, but we can't do that for ourselves. Like, we can't see that for ourselves. So I love that. Um, I feel like you definitely helped me see that in my own life is like, Eunice, you can't like fix everything around you, but 
you can heal in your own heart and that will change the atmosphere around you. And um, yeah, well, so that's I'd like something... to encourage that, that mm -hmm. everyone, every single couple struggles mm -hmm. and every couple um, actually needs, deserves ministry of the Holy Spirit in those areas. So lots and lots of people have come to me over the 22 years and it doesn't matter where they are in the world. They they have the same exact struggle. The enemy has no new weapons. Right. He just keeps using the same thing over and over again. We do deserve help. We do deserve comfort. Um, but um, they usually say to me, yes, but if I'm the only one working on my issues or working on this, it, mm -hmm. um, then it won't work. No, God works. I guarantee you God works and you deserve it because your heart will be peaceful. Mm. And when the love Amen. of God brought in your heart, then he will also guide your steps. If you lovingly need to move away because they're so dysregulated, it's not safe for you and your children. You still move away, loving them, caring in wanting the best for them, but the Lord will will tell you your steps. Maybe he'll tell you move forward. No condemnation. We all blow it, you know? I mean, sometimes we just got to call it a whoopsie. Mm -hmm. But it's actually where we go for our sustenance, our value, our mm -hmm. safety, our security, and our guidance. <clears throat> and often I just have to help people begin this dialogue, this relationship with the Lord. The other encouragement I want to give mm -hmm. is you control those emotions. They don't control you. So we want to control the spouse so that I never have a emotional whoopsie. But in fact, we, we control those emotions. They don't control us. So we can use them as valuable information and that we can take that valuable information. Oh, when he said that to me, it caused my heart to feel unheard, dismissed, discounted, you know, um, pushed off, um, intimidated, belittled, manipulated. Oh, not the first time that the enemy ever played that weapon on you. Probably not going to be the last. Mm. If I can move away from the human, move to where my help comes from, then we're, we're on the right track so that love can begin the salvation. Healed, whole, set free. Yay! Okay. And so that his love comes in and his love flows forward. Yeah. That emotional whoopsie you're talking about, do you have like a common like example of that? Like like a practical common example that you see among married couples? Well, um, there's no um, singular common one, but I will tell you the way that I usually set this up. Okay. And I'll tell you from the beginning, it's a trick question. I'll tell you right now, it's a trick question. Um, and so when I preach or teach, um, I always ask, 
whose brilliant idea were those doggone negative emotions anyway? I mean, they show up unannounced, you know, they're extremely uncomfortable. Uh, they might blow the roof off, you know, it causes a, a very uh, uncomfortable distancing, a couple hours, a couple days, you never know, you know, but basically whose brilliant idea were those doggone negative emotions? So I asked the whole class or congregation and in unison, almost like like we've kind of got a data chip in our brain. They say the enemy, Satan did that, Satan. But in fact, uh, all things were created by God, and there was not one thing created that wasn't created by His hand. So those emotions actually are a God thing. Those emotions are meant to bless me. Now, here's the caveat. If I, and in unison, remember the whole church responds. If I believe that those emotions are owned by Satan, I'm going to hate the fact that I have them. Mm. I don't want to be Satan's hand handmaiden. I'm going to hate the fact that I even have any emotion at all. Uh -huh. Naughty, naughty, bad, bad become a robotron is what I call it, you know, um, or I'm going to fear it. Oh, no, it's happening again. Oh, no, here comes another negative emotion. Oh, no. But fear is from, fear is not from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Fear is not from God. Fear is from Satan. Satan is pushing fear inside of you so that you will be afraid of the very thing God gave you to bless you. Hmm. Emotions, emotion signals. Huh, I'm feeling hmm, belittled. Huh. He's been playing that on me my whole life. That even happened in kindergarten when they were passing out the chocolate milk and he gave the, the last chocolate milk to the other kid and not me. And that made me feel. Those are the ways that, that Satan gains territory way back there over chocolate milk. Mm. And he never forgets. He's nothing else to do but try to figure out how to mess me up. And so when my husband's not willing to hear my point of view, there comes that chocolate milk issue right into my living room and I feel belittled, hmm. discounted. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I'm willing to look at it like a detective, if I don't brace against it, if I don't reject it, push it down, if I look at it like a detective, it is the very thing he purifies. Mm. So look at your blouse. Let's say we've been at the purification process for 15 years now, and half of my soul is half purified. Do you think that the enemy is not going to use that little tiny piece of information, that dark spot in your heart that he got so long ago, and try to blow your marriage up again? Yes, he will. Of course he will. 
So the Lord was very clear about the purification process. He's like, honey, over here. I gave you those emotions. Valuable information over here. Mm -hmm. Do not do this. Do not do this. Mm -hmm. So we, we began with the love languages, but that's the easiest thing to see. You mm -hmm. don't bring me flowers anymore. <laughs> you know yeah you never you never ask me out on a date you never tell me i look pretty you never bring me flowers those are gifts quality time words of affirmation mm -hmm. you know those are real easy ones to see where we can get super bitter resentful or pouty um and then there are smaller ones that just kind of flash fire into our living room. Mm. Um, so we're going to require a lot of um, patience um, and expect a lot of whoopsies. Mm -hmm. Well, we could call it sin. You know, uh-oh, you let an unkind word fly. Or, uh-oh, you've slept on the edge of the bed for three days straight now. <laughs> I know it happens. Oh, of I course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Lord is so, Holy Spirit is so kind and gentle when he yeah. picks us up. He's like, honey, it does not feel good when you're in his camp. Mm -hmm. You know, you just feel ugh, just really yucky when you're in his camp. So I would suggest that you bring that ouchie up here, mm -hmm. which is all good because see how that purification process works mm -hmm. yeah. um he, the enemy has less and less weapon to use against you so mm -hmm. you know let your yeah. kingdom come lord mm -hmm. Amen. okay so this is a lot to chew on but in closing what would you say are some practical tools that you suggest in order to heal in those places um, in that sanctification process Mm. first step would be to remind yourself that emotions are your friend mm. uh, I think we all have to kind of start there like that was a God idea mm -hmm. he gave them to me to bless me those are my friend negative emotions are my friend I'm mm -hmm. not bad that I have negative emotions my spouse is not bad just because he's having a negative emotion right I'll give you a tip because I'm talking to a female right now. Mm -hmm. Look, females can blow through that box of tissues. They can have emotions all over the place. And they're pretty sure everybody gets it because we've watched enough sappy movies to, <laughs> to understand I deserve some compassion here. Uh huh. Men are not going to bleed all over the locker room. They're not going to do it. How do men show their pain? They raise their voice. Mm. Their body gets big. They might, they might move their arms, you know, like throw their arms around or push stuff or like throw off some body energy. And this can look very scary to a female, um, but men have emotions too, you know. Of course. They're just going to yeah. look different. Just going to look huh. different than ours. Uh, maybe they'll lock down. Maybe they'll shut down like the Titanic. 
and you can't get them to come out and you can't get them to talk to you, but you, that's a pretty clear signal there in high pain. Hmm. So that would maybe take you a little while to just get your head around the fact that God designed those emotions and they're our friends so we can see them. Actually, I think God must have expected us to have them on a daily basis. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm. Uh, <laughs> maybe we get ticked off once a day or he expected us to get ticked off once a day, mm. you know? Doesn't yeah. shake him up. <laughs> it doesn't shake him up as long as we come the right place with our with our wobble the the second thing then would be to learn our emotional vocabulary mm. we did not learn in school we learned what those color crayons 64 crayons in that box we learned all of those colors but they forgot to teach us our emotion words hmm. like Intimidated, threatened, controlled, mm. um, insecure, afraid, stressed, irritated, angry, frustrated, powerless. And they should mm. come that fast to you. We should be able to name them as fast as we blink. Um, as fast as we learned how to drive, you know, we don't have to memorize what that yellow triangle sign is. We just learned it a long time ago. We know what it means. So it would be nice. Uh, you know, we'd have to do a little bit of remedial work, but I guarantee you it'll improve your marriage. <laughs> and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Connection. Yeah. I'm laughing because I had a session with you the other day and you kept saying, Eunice, you're using the same word. You're using the same word, but I kept, because I'm still learning too how to recognize what I'm feeling like. And you're, and like, I think three times in a row, you're like, you're still using the same word to describe how you're feeling. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> angry, angry, ticked, angry, irritated, angry, ticked. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, that wasn't, that wasn't the example, but, um, but we, no. uh, it's a learning curve. Yeah. And um, the observation, um, I trained a, a healer in Asia and she told me quite a bit later that a lot of times she has to work in pictures because in Chinese, they don't have the name for an emotion. They wow. just don't, they never even just bothered to make a word for it. That's how disconnected emotionally. If you figure, if you think that that may have filtered through uh, any of the Asian cultures. Oh, yeah. Then we've got, <laughs> you know, another uh, English as a second language issue going on here. You know, yeah. Again. No, that's real. Okay. Um, when I work with people, I, um, I know this is an issue. It was an issue for me, too. Uh, when I was working in a um, uh, uh, codependency group, they said, well, how, well, how do you feel? What do you, what do you need? And I was stymied. I'm like, boop, boop, what does it matter what I need? It never comes down to me. You know, like mm. I never, I never actually Aww. got to look at my own heart uh, before and so it may all be new. Well, I just go ahead and, and cut to the chase and I, I, the material that I provide is a cheat sheet of all mm -hmm. the emotion words, you know, yeah. just make it easy. Yeah. If, if you don't know, you can just ask Holy Spirit and he'll 
do that immediate data search and highlight something. Mm. Um, so that's, um, those are available online. I'll give you a quick and easy as we finish though. Mm -hmm. um, emotions are pretty easy and Satan only has three weapons. Basically, it has to do with our time frame. According to the future, how's this going to work out? Are we going to be okay? You know, mm. um, basically, we're saying, does the future hold blessings or curses for me? Hmm. So, what the enemy is going to try to play is fear because we can't see around that corner. Interesting. Moment to moment, the weapon that the enemy is going to try to play because we're trying to stay connected. He's going to try to play offense and division right in your living room. The emotions spill out. We had a whoopsie. We had a sin maybe. And the emotions are going to spill out and he's going to try to play offense and division. Or according to the history, you know, I mean, it's spilt milk. Now there's nothing you can do. Mm. It is what it is. History's been written. Um, the weapon that the enemy's going to try to play is guilt. Mm, shame. Guilt, shame. Mm. Hmm. Is it shame or guilt? Is it guilt or shame? Hmm. Should I be guilty or should I really be <laughs> full of shame? <laughs> it depends on who holds on to it. He plays shame. He asks you to, to own it. He plays shame. He asks you to own it. Repent. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, the emotion side. Uh, so by the way, that cute little thing I just gave you uh, is fear, offense, guilt, shame. So that spells fog mm. or fogs. And I guarantee you, if you let the enemy blow you up, your living room is going to be very, very foggy. Mm you won't be able to tell what's going on. Yeah. The fog gets thicker, 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 and you won't be able to see each other. Mm. The enemy is in the room. On an emotion level, we can say enemy in the room, what's going on with me emotionally, and that one's pretty easy too. Funny enough, it just seemed to work out this way. Um, we have a few emotions, fear, Mm -hmm. anger, anger and just uh, guilt. God wants to be able to continue to feel, don't sear your conscience. Feel it when you need to feel it. Not shame. Mm -hmm. Not shame. Uh, and sad. Sad, lost, lack. Mm -hmm. Unmet, sad. So that is a British slang. If, if anybody's visited the UK, um, their, their slang for cigarettes is fags. Mm. So we have fear, anger, guilt, sad. We have fogs. And when the fog is there, I guarantee you that there's some fags going on. Fear, anger, guilt, sad. Those are our basic needs, mm -hmm. our basic, our basic emotions. And then underneath that, there's like, I think like 200 other describers <laughs> <laughs> that we could get more and more specific, but it tells exactly where the Lord wants to minister. Yeah. 
Okay, well, <laughs> I wanted to bring you on, Barb, mainly because I think um, just any time in life, but especially in this crazy time of COVID, a lot of people are home, a lot of people are feeling different emotions as we're um, in our families, in our homes. We might be like getting in little oh, conflicts yeah. or a lot of conflicts. And so I just wanted to bring you on to introduce you as a resource. So anyone listening, I am going to, um, in the show notes, put Barb's website under there. And so if you want to reach out to her for further uh, ministry, for further counseling, please, you know, um, go in her info and you could book sessions with her, which I believe have been life-changing for me. And it has been a financial investment, but so much, uh, and honestly, an investment in my family for the blessing of the generations. Because honestly, as me as a mom, me as a wife, as I get healed, it only will bless the generations that come after. So I just wanted to share a scripture as we close today, which is in James 5, verse 15. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And I just want to focus, especially on this part, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other because I feel like um, the Lord can heal you in your prayer time. There is healing. I believe that. But I think often the Lord uses another person. When you bring that other person together and you confess your sins, you confess the things that you are really wrestling with, that there is also a deep healing that can happen as we are vulnerable to another human being. And so I just wanted to leave you guys with that thought. And again, um, thank you for watching today. And thank you, Barb. I hope that um, today that conversations are sparked in people's marriages that conversations are sparked between people and the lord especially <laughs> and that um, many of you that you would reach out to barb because she has been an incredible resource and blessing to our family not just for me but also as she has ministered to chris and um, we've seen just um, as we have referred people that we know to her ministry i have seen so many lives transformed so thank you, Barb. Love you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> totally. What love talking about my favorite topic and my favorite person. So <laughs> anytime. Thank you. I hope everyone has an awesome day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review. And we'd be especially honored if you would pass along the podcast or recommend it to a friend. Before we sign off, I just wanted to mention one of the most popular services we offer, which is coaching for individuals and couples. So on this podcast, we're able to share biblical truth, practical wisdom, but we're speaking on in very broad terms. That's just the nature of the medium, right? Uh, but what coaching allows us to do is to get into the specifics of your story or your situation and apply these principles in a more focused way. And while we can't promise that we'll always find a solution or resolution, many times we've found that it's helpful for people just to have someone to listen and process life with. Sometimes that's actually what we need the most. 
Um, so if that sounds appealing and you're still not quite sure, we even offer a free 30-minute session for new clients. That's a great way to try out coaching with no financial obligation. Um, you can find more information about coaching or our other services at our website, thejourneyhome.global. And finally, if you want to connect with us, you can email us, you can connect by social media. All of the links to our accounts are in the show notes below. We truly love hearing from you, and we promise we actually will read and respond to your emails or social media interactions. Um, so thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.